We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey! Roto-Grinders presents your first word in daily fantasy sports. The Morning Grind, Stevie, TPFL, and company are here to jumpstart your analysis on today's DFS slate. Without further ado, here's your host, Stephen Young. Hey everyone, welcome to the Roto-Grinders Morning Grind podcast. I'm your host, Stevie, TPFL. It is Friday. It is May 3rd. It's 2019. We have 13 baseball games to talk about here on today's slate. Our podcast is presented by FantasyDraft.com. If you haven't checked out Fantasy Draft, make sure you head on over to check them out. It is FantasyDraft.com. Over there on Roto Grinders, on the main page, if you go to the left-hand side, there is a reviews option. You can read all about Fantasy Draft and all the other sites um, right there. Sign up through the links. That way you guys get three months of Roto-Grinders Premium for Fantasy Draft. And uh, if we run any cool promos, you'll get access to those as well. So if you haven't checked them out, check them out. Much different roster construction over there. And um, really opens things up when you're looking to stack some teams that potentially have a couple first basemen. So um, I'm joined today by my good buddy, Will, Chief Justice 06, uh, Mr. NBA. How are you doing, my friend? <laughs> man, I'm doing fine, man. Uh, yeah, still, still plugging along. NBA still going. Um, I, I don't, I don't know what it is, man. I've just really had a good run on showdowns this year. I, I can't explain it. It's just, I don't know. It's, it, it's just been good. So maybe I need to play more showdowns. But uh, hey, it's, it's been a good week so far. So we're gonna keep this thing rolling. Yep, you play what you're good at. That, that at the end of the day, just play what you make money. Like you will be so much happier at the end of the day if you just play the games that you <laughs> make money in. Um, DFS Analyzer here, Rotor Grinders will help you with that. So if you haven't checked that out, you know it's an awesome like little tool over here. Um, just full of plugs today, man. I'm like I'm I'm pil- pumped up. It's like I don't know what it is. It's just Friday. I don't know if it's just a slate. I like this slate a lot, so I'll probably get crushed. Like. 
Friday with 13 games is that a bad omen? Like I'm superstitious. I'm a I'm a baseball old, old ace, you know baseball player. I'm very superstitious. So maybe I should take the day off. Uh, you know, um, <laughs> let's be realistic. That's not happening. So um, let's jump in. Will a lot to talk about. 13 games. We start with Washington at Philadelphia. Jeremy Hellickson against Jared Eikhoff. Um, any interest here and um, Hellickson? No, I, I, I don't think I need him on the slate. I mean, he's pitched fine, uh, you know, but I – no, nah, I'm not playing him. Yeah, like, I'll be honest. I don't love a lot of cheap pitchers today, and he's not, obviously not the worst, but yeah. he's not my favorite cheap pitcher today, if that makes any sense. Um, if I'm going to there, – there's one guy, like, if I'm just going to punt a pitcher, I'm going to take this guy, and we'll talk about him when we get there, but – uh, it's not like there's a ton of great options today um, down in the bottom range um, at pitcher. So Hellickson nope. been very good against righty since the start of last season. He's done a really good job of getting a lot of soft contact, um, you know, generates a lot of soft contact with his changeup uh, curveball combo. Um, you know, that, that combo, he he's throwing that combo almost 50% of the time and not throwing a ton of fastballs like he used to. So um I don't think this is necessarily a spot. I think Philly offense is really good. This is not the greatest ballpark. And he just doesn't have a ton of strikeout upside. Um, he's more pitch to contact, generate ground balls and soft contact type guy. Uh, Jared Eikhoff on the other side of this game. Well, I love playing Eikhoff against right-handed heavy teams. Um, like a lot of these Philadelphia pitchers, they're really good against righties. Eaton Soto Adams, three lefties, five righties, pitcher spot. I don't think this is the worst spot um, for Eikhoff when we're looking in the mid-range. Uh, at least he gives us, you know, that strikeout ceiling that we want. Yeah, he does. Um, you know, like I said, obviously the beginning of the season, he looks like a superstar, but uh, we know who he is. I, I don't think I'm going to play him, though. Um, you know, I, I think there's just enough pop in this lineup to uh, – to, to keep me off of them. And um, what, if I don't have to play a guy today on a 13-game slate, I feel like I have enough pitching choices. Uh, I'm, I'm just going to avoid him. So that's that's kind of the the category he's in today. Don't need you, so I'm just going to kind of stay away. Yeah, I completely understand. And one of his, you know, dominating games was against the Miami Marlins. So, um, you know, one thing that kind of stands out to me, you know, when we're looking at Eikhoff and we're looking at a lot of these Philadelphia pitchers, their curveballs are really good. And um, there's not necessarily a ton of whiff, high whiff rates um, in these batters, so maybe you know that's another reason not to play Eikhoff. But um, I, he's in, he's in consideration for me. Like when I'm looking in this mid tier, he's in consideration because he is a guy that can rack up strikeouts. Um, he is a guy that can go out and get you six to eight strikeouts here. And you know, at the end of the day, strikeouts are king. Um, Washington bats. What are we looking at here with the Washington bats? Man, uh, you know, all, all the guys you talked about, I, I like Eaton. Uh, Eaton came through for me the other day with a, a bomb, like in the fifth or sixth or something. I like Soto. Uh, I like Adams. Uh, man, I, I wish Carter Kai Boom didn't have such a high K rate. And I mean, this is combined for 18 and 19. Most of it's still going to be 19, but a 41.2% K rate is just up there. But it is what it is. Um, but yeah, the, the, these are guys that that I, that I like. Howie Kendrick's been really good. I know I know Icoff's been good against righties, but Kendrick's been seeing the ball really well. Uh, so those would kind of be the guys that that I think I look at. 
Um, you know, I, I, I think they can get a hold of one here, especially, you know, if he throws a couple meatballs across the plate. Um, you know, so, yeah, th- th- those are kind of the guys that I'm looking at there. Yeah, I like Juan Soto a lot. You know, you mentioned him. Uh, he's a guy, obviously, has a lot of power upside. But, you know, what we've noticed so far ever since he got called up last season is he's hitting a lot of ground balls. And when we get a fly ball pitcher against uh, lefties, like Eikhoff has a little bit of fly ball tendencies against lefties since the start of last season. Still a small sample, but, you know, I, I guess, like, to really get an idea, we could go all the way back to 2017 and we look and he still has fly ball tendencies and that was 311 plate appearances against lefties. So Eikhoff has had a little bit of injuries, um, you know, dealt with a lot of stuff, but I think he, we're still going to see fly ball tendencies and seeing fly ball tendencies makes me, you know, make Soto one of the guys that I'm looking at uh, for a potential home run here. Um, what do we look anything on the Philadelphia side? Man, I, I kind of like these guys today. Uh, I think they're going to be under the radar. They're playing at home. Uh, it's a 13-game slate, so I'm not expecting much ownership. Um, you know, I talked about the fact that Helix has been pitching okay. I know he's given up, like, massive runs, uh, like, the last two games. But overall, he hasn't been – he just hasn't been as bad as, like, what you see on paper. But I, I I really like him here. I mean, I really like the the Phillies here uh, to 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 maybe to maybe hang a number on. We haven't really seen this offense explode. No, this is not a their do call. This is a Hellickson has a five point nine x fit. Uh, you know, and, and I just think you know between all of the power that's up and down this lineup. I, I just I think that I think he could be in trouble here. Um, so I, you know, I'm kind of looking at guys that may kind of get a hold of the change up a little bit, like like G Segura. Even though he's a ground ball guy, I I, I like him a lot in this spot. Uh, I like Bryce Harper a lot as well, and, and I like Reese Hoskins. Um, I, I think those are all guys that could really uh, do some damage, and then. Uh, of course, when you, when you look at the fastball, I mean, this whole team is pretty much destroying the fastball, So, uh, which is most major league teams because they grew up hitting that all the time. But I, I just think, you know, this team as a whole uh, could really do some damage to Hellickson at home. And uh, so, so they're, they're on my tournament list for sure. Yeah, and, and, you know, when you're looking at just this season's stats, like, Hellickson's been terrible against lefties. Um, when we look at the start of last season, he was generating a lot of ground balls and soft contact, like I was saying. So if you want to play on the recent side of trends, like, I know you like recent trends. Recent trends are telling us to, you know, take some bats here uh, against Jeremy Hellickson. And I think the one through six, you know, all those guys very much in play. I don't mind Franco um, as a tournament play. And um, Nick Williams, if he's in the lineup, he's probably cheap. Um, So Minnesota at New York, Kyle Gibson against James Paxton. Any interest here in Gibson? Uh, No, sir. Yeah, even though, like, uh, you know, this New York Yankees lineup is not at full strength, um, I just – Kyle Gibson's a guy – that I don't typically like to play. I don't mind, you know, rolling him out there um, against very right-handed heavy teams and stuff like that, but I just don't see myself using Kyle Gibson here. You know, he was great value the last two starts. He, he faced Baltimore in his last two starts, and, you know, we played him. But 
Um, obviously, going into New York facing the Yankees is way different than pitching against Baltimore. Let's be realistic for a second. So I'm going to pass on him. Um, James Paxton at home against Minnesota. Um, when we're looking at the stats for the season, you know, Minnesota is a team that middle of the road. Um, I guess they're top 10 in a lot of categories, actually, against left-handed pitching. Uh, does that concern you, or do you think you want to play uh, Paxton here? Well, I mean, I, I think for pure upside, I think you still got to look at Paxton. Um, Paxton isn't my favorite pitcher on the day, but for the upside, I, I think he's – I think he's got to be ranked number one for me as far as overall outings this year. Now, you know, Kershaw's been been great so far, uh, but, you know, Kershaw's not dialing up 12 strikeouts. Uh, he's just not doing it right now. And that, that's, perf- that's perfectly fine. Like, I don't need – you don't have to have 12 strikeouts to win a tournament. But if you're asking me pure upside, I, I think it's Paxton. I, this, you know, this Minnesota lineup's been good. Uh, but but Paxton, I, I still think he has an opportunity to mow them down. So uh, I'm more than willing to play him in this spot. Yeah, you know, Paxton always has upside. Yeah, like you were saying, always has upside. This game has a seven and a half total. It's not like, you know, and I think like we'll realistically probably get lower ownership on a guy like Paxton today just because of some of the options up here. You know, I could be wrong. You know, people could gravitate towards Paxton and, you know, I could, I could see that as well um let's talk let's talk bats here what's standing out if anything on the minnesota side of things well i mean you know the obvious play from a historical standpoint is mr nelson cruz uh you know it's just man he's been doing this a long time man just sending balls out of the park against lefties just it's just what he's been doing. Um, so, I, I mean, I think if, if that's something that you, you're thinking about, then I, I, I think maybe you go after it. One of the things I do like about Paxton, though, even though he's got the upside, you know, he, he's also throwing this cutter, man, that's kind of going to keep the ball on the ground. And, and I, I think that's, that's going to be valuable in this spot. I'm not saying Nelson Cruz can't lift the ball out of the stadium obviously you know you know any of these guys can send it out in this ballpark but i do think the fact that you know he's leaning on the cutter uh a a little bit uh can can keep the ball in the yard for something and maybe neutralize some of these big hits but nelson cruz would obviously be my 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 favorite bat out of the bunch yeah and just to talk a little bit more on Paxton's upside, I was pulling it up and it was taking forever to load, but he has the second highest K rate this season among qualified pitchers. Uh, 36.2% is right there behind Garrett Cole. So massive strikeout upside. So yeah, Nelson Cruz really the only guy that I have interest in here. CJ Crone has power upside, but he strikes out a ton. And oh, I think Paxton's going to get the edge in that matchup. Uh, Yankees bats. Is there anything you want to target here against Kyle Gibson? Well, you know, th- th- this is an interesting spot for me, man, because I, f- I feel like in this spot, and, and Kyle Gibson is always going to be serviceable. Like, this is just who he is. He's not, you know, in, in the right matchup, he's going to be great. In the wrong matchup, he's either going to be average or bad. Uh, and-, and in this matchup, 
I actually like I actually like the Yankees here. I I just think with with the way they've been playing, I know it seems like they haven't been great, but I love Luke Voigt in this spot, man. Uh, the guy's just mashing sinkers right now. I mean, listen, twenty four batted ball events, I get it, but I mean, he's got a two sixty seven ISO. Uh, a 47.83% hard contact rate of 561 CX-WOBA, 95-mile-per-hour exit velocity, a three a average distance of 340 feet, and a contact rate of 83%. I, I like Voight here. Uh, I like Gla- uh, Glaber Torres here. They've got some bats that are just, man, they're mashing sinkers. And they're right. Like, Gary Sanchez is, is almost in the same boat. I, I like these guys, man. I think the Yankees are a sneaky tournament team on this slate. Yeah, you know, Sanchez is a really good tournament play today. Um, he's a fly ball hitter against a ground ball pitcher, and that's what I like to look at. Uh, the only thing that concerns me, you know, with, like, Luke Voigt, and, you know, you'll see it when you're looking at the numbers here, is he has a really high ground ball rate. So he's hitting the ball hard uh, on sinkers, but he's hitting it a lot on the ground. So the ones that he's able to get up in the air are leaving the ballpark. But um, I I do, you know, you mentioned Torres, and Torres, his contact rates against sinkers are really interesting. So um, certainly somebody I like there. So Voight, Sanchez, Torres, my three Yankees that I'm looking at. Uh, we got the Rays and the Baltimore Orioles. Uh, Tyler Glass now against Dan Straley. Um, let's talk pitching first. You know, it's a nine total, and Glass now is a minus 215. Big time road favorite here. Um, oh, man. Hard not to like him, right? Oh, man. If, if, if my boy Big T was here, I think he'd start pounding on the Orioles uh, with, with him being this big of a favorite on the road. But no, no, no. Glass now, I mean, he, he's a great play today, man, against the Orioles. I, I think he's going to be just fine. Uh I, I I do I don't want to say it's suspicious. Suspicious isn't the right word, but you know when you start getting pictures uh, this big of a favorite on the road uh, from a from a sports betting perspective, I start thinking thinking about trying to go the other way. Uh, but it, it, in real life, I I, I definitely like Glass now. Um, you know, just even if you're looking at plate IQ, I mean the the projected strikeout rate for this whole lineup is at about 22% right now. All these guys may or may not be in this. We'll have to see when it comes out. But, I mean, he's been good this year, man. Uh, one of the things that I love is that the ISO is below 200 on righties and lefties this year. At exit velocity to righties and lefties so far is under 90 miles per hour. Average distance hit is in the 100s and, and above a 25% K rate to both and above a 40% ground ball rate to both. So I, I, I like Glass now a lot, man. I, I definitely think he is in play for sure. Yeah, very much in play. Um, big time big time fan of Glass now today. It, it's really like, you know, these top four guys, you know, even the top five guys, Matt Boyd, I think we can realistically put him in the conversation. The top five, the top five guys are all very playable. Um, and I don't know which one I'm going to play in cash yet. I think Glass now is interesting in cash. Um, you know, maybe maybe we're going to like, 
I, I could see playing Glass now and Boyd in cash today um, and, and taking two of the lower 9K guys. But I also, like, Kevin Gaussman's at 8,400, and he makes for an interesting SP2, and we'll talk about that when we get there. But, uh, you know, just deciding which guy in this range I'm going to play in cash is uh, kind of what I'm going to be looking at here today because um, I think all five of the top guys are worth looking at in both formats. And um, Glass now certainly fits the build here. A lot of strikeouts in this Baltimore lineup. A lot of strikeouts. Um, the, the tournament upside here is massive for him. 28.8% K rate for Glass now since the start of last season. Uh, Dan Straley, on the other hand, you know, the strikeout rate is 17.8 since the start of last season. Dan Straley benefited a lot last year from pitching in Miami. That's obviously not been the case to start this season. Um, definitely not playing Dan Straley today. Yeah, definitely not. Uh, if you guys are into recent trends like I am, you go to this uh, premium reports uh, and plate IQ. I'm not going to give away all the goods. But what I can tell you is that uh, a lot of things are up in the wrong categories. You guys know how I feel about that. Uh, I, I'm definitely not playing Straley at all. Uh, let's talk raised bats. Um, my, one of my favorite plays on the entire slate, Will. One of my favorite plays on the entire slate is Yande Diaz. Ground ball hitter, massive fly ball hitter, reverse splits pitcher, Ton of hard contact, ton of fly balls. Gimme Yande Diaz, gimme Garcia, gimme Fam, gimme Lau, gimme Choi, gimme Low. Um, I'm taking, I'm taking a raise stack today for sure. Like I will have at least one raise stack today. I like the stack a lot. Oh man, absolutely guarantee, no doubt about it. Rays will be in play uh, for sure. Uh, you know, and, and the thing about the Rays too is. Even though they're priced up, I still think they're, they're pretty affordable. Uh, if you look at them across the industry, like I said, they're, they're priced up some. But, you know, I, I'm looking at a site like FanDuel. I've got Choi at 2900 Well, that's pretty affordable. Brandon Lowe has come back down, or Brandon Lau uh, has come back down, 3700 uh, Yandy Diaz, he's 4K. You'll have to pay for him. Uh, but Sign me up. Yeah, Tommy Pham is thirty eight hundred. Avisel Garcia thirty two hundred. Kevin Kiermaier twenty nine hundred. Uh, we've got strikeout king uh, uh, from from Seattle here, Mike Zanino. Uh, he's cheap as well. They're, they're, oh, I love Zanino here. Yeah, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but like Perez is in our projected lineup, but it'll probably be Zanino after getting a day off on Thursday. There you like, go. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't even think about him, buddy. Um, yeah. It's yeah, going to be – I... Too many rays. I, I can already <laughs> tell you, you're going to know how my night goes because I like Tampa a lot here, um, assuming the weather is okay in Baltimore. Yeah, yeah. So I, I, I'm with you, man. I, I like these guys. Uh, I like them a lot. Uh, listen, man, I do want to plug this in because I, I think this is important. On, on a site like Fantasy Draft, our sponsor, I, I don't think the Rays, unless unless the industry is really boosting the Rays up today, I don't think they'll get much ownership on, on Fantasy Draft as well. And, and these guys are still, I mean, they're a little bit more expensive than, than you think, but I think overall as a, as a stat, they're still pretty, pretty, pretty affordable considering I think the way we want to approach pitching with maybe upper tier cheap or, or a double mid-range, I, I still think they're very affordable. So I, I like these guys across the board on all sites. 
to be honest, it's not going to be easy to stack him. I, I just messed around with it a little bit, and um, it's not easy to stack him. You know, just it's it's not easy. So I hope it lowers their ownership. I'm going to figure out a, ma- a way to make it work, Will. Like, it's going to happen. Like, I, I'm going to stack him up here. So um, even if I have to play a weird stack and take guys that are, you know, the only guy that I really don't have a ton of interest is in Kevin Kiermaier. Like, I, you know, he even has a lot of stolen base upside in this matchup. Like he, he's going to probably, I don't, I don't have premium reports in front of me and leaderboard in front of me, but I'm sure he's up towards the top, um, as far as stolen base upside on the slate. So, um, a lot of time on Tampa, anything on Boston, Baltimore that you like here? No, no Baltimore at all. Make it. I just had to make a note. I didn't have Zanino in my in my notes, so I'm like putting Zanino in there, highlighting it, um, making sure I don't forget. Um, Oakland at Pittsburgh. We got Brett Anderson against Joe Musgrove. Seven and a half total. Um, any interest here in Brett Anderson? No. Don't don't hate him, but I'm just I'm not playing him today. I will say, like, as good as Pittsburgh should be. Um, they have really been bad against left-handed pitching this season. I know, They're... I know. Ugh. Yeah, like second lowest WOBA, second lowest hard or third lowest hard contact rate. They lead. They're second in strikeouts. They're point one percent behind the Tampa Bay Rays as far as strikeouts go. Listen, I'm not saying that I'm going to play Brett Anderson because I think I'd rather play Tyler Bead. But um, I, I could see the argument to playing Brett Anderson on the slate. Hey man, I I, I know you could. Uh... Seven and a half total, Will. Like Vegas agrees. Like Joe Musgrove is only a one twenty one favorite at home in this game. Like I don't I mean, know. Maybe I'm gonna do a little bit more digging here on Anderson because obviously, like this season, that worry me a little bit with him. Um, he's been getting hit around quite a bit, but like Anderson's a guy that could go out. He's not going to strike anybody out. Like he's not a big strikeout guy, but like it helps the fact that Pittsburgh strikes out a lot right now against lefties. I don't, I, I don't know. Like st- we're still so close in the season. The other thing that kind of stands out to me is they don't like have a massive fly ball hitter and like he's a ground ball guy. Like a lot of signs point to Brett Anderson being okay at, at, at Almost the second cheapest price pitcher on the slate. Yeah, listen, man, I, I totally get it. Let me ask you this. How many points do you feel comfortable with getting from Anderson? Like, just just in general, like are you comfortable with 12 points today? At that I would point? want I would want like 15 to 18. You know, we're we're it's a 13 game slate, 15 to 18, and my stack does their thing. My I'm uh, so if you're playing Anderson, you're obviously paying up for your SP1. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So, like, I need I need 15 to 18. I need my SP1 to probably get me, like, 25. Get me, like, 40 combined. And if my, my bats go off, you're playing Brett Anderson, so you have the bats. And if your bats do what they're supposed to do, I don't know, man. Uh, the more I think about it, the more, like, I don't think this is the worst spot in the world. But, obviously, I don't want to be out there saying, like, I absolutely love Brett Anderson today. Yeah, I, I could stomach playing him. Yeah, I, I, I get it. That's why I was just kind of trying to get. So you basically want him to have a game kind of like he had early this year at Baltimore. Went six and two thirds, had seven hits against him, gave up two runs, one walk, four Ks, and uh, eighty-eight pitches. 
got the, got the win, 88 fantasy at 18 fantasy points. That's kind of that's kind of your what you what you would hope hope he could do, or maybe go six innings and not give up any runs or something. So listen, I get it, man. Pittsburgh's been awful. Uh, if you don't think so, just look at what the Dodgers pitchers did to them out there in in, uh, in L.A. when they went. My goodness, I mean, right, you and these guys just destroyed them. So I, I totally get it. Yeah, so I, I don't know. You know, Anderson, I think he's only allowed one home run on the season. He has one of the lowest home run to fly ball rates on the season on the in baseball. Yeah, he doesn't allow a lot of home runs. So I'm with you. His hit distance since the start of last season is one thirty eight point six on average. Like. It's just he doesn't strike anybody out, and like obviously, like strikeouts are king in baseball, and I and I get that. But when we're looking up and down this lineup, like this lineup's going to help us a little bit with strikeouts too. Like we're not necessarily going to get zero strikeouts. Um, I I know he's not going to go out and throw a complete game shutout. I, I I give me six innings, give up a couple runs, and man, I can't believe I actually like Brett Anderson today, and and I do. Like I'm just sitting here and I'm looking at, I'm going into even more stuff, and will like. Josh Bell is is decent against sinkers, but like even even him, he has a big ground ball rate. There's a lot of lot of stuff that tells us like if Babbitt goes Brett Anderson's way, he could pay off this price tag. But a lot of time on Brett Anderson. Do we have any interest in Joe Musgrove? No, not not today, man. Um, I, I, Musgrove is a guy that I, I've I've ran out a couple times this season. He's just another one where I know it's in Pittsburgh. I know that it's a it's a good part to neutralize runs, but I, I don't I don't want to play him against Oakland today, so I'm I'm just not going to do it. Uh, but but I don't I don't I don't think he's bad at all. And uh, I mean you know for, for the price, I, I definitely think he's in play. I mean at 7,200. I mean the price warrants a look for sure. Uh, but I. Still, I still think I would play, you know, uh, you know, I, I think I'd maybe take a shot on Kyle Gibson over him, even though I, I really like the Yankees today. I, I think I'd take the discount. So um, just, just don't want to play Musgrove against Oakland in Pittsburgh. You know what? <laughs> I, I'm not going to say I'm going to play Musgrove, but if we get a really good pitcher's umpire in this game, like I, I will let a pitcher's umpire talk me into playing Musgrove and Brett Anderson even more here. Like Musgrove's a guy that Musgrove's a guy that likes to work down and away in the zone. Like he's a good control pitcher. He doesn't walk a lot of guys. Like there's built-in strikeouts in the bottom of the order for Oakland. Like I'm not gonna be taking a lot of bats in this game, Will. I'll tell you that. No, no, not at all. I mean, listen, I, I like the price on Musgrove. Like that's what I'm saying. Like the price warrants a look for sure but i think the way i'm going to approach my my lineups today i i I just i think i've i've nailed a bill that i just i really like and i don't think i need them like that that's the only thing that's why if you hear me say i don't need them it's not like i don't think i could play them i just think with you know my build I, i feel like i've got two guys that i've settled in on that are going to make the salary work for me and both have tremendous upside so that's all no, I get it. Like the top five are are fantastic. Gaussman is fantastic. Like I'm, I'm attacking that building cash games, but in tournaments, I want bats, man. I want home runs. Home runs win tournaments. And when I'm looking in this range, 
I, I like the potential upside for him compared to some of these other guys in this range. That, that's all. Um, okay. Oakland bats. Anything standing out to you for Oakland? No, don't want to play any Oakland. Not going to play anybody. But I'm also probably not going to play Musgrove. Hopefully that makes sense for people. Oh, you just hope this game's low scoring, no home runs. Um, I, I just said it. Brett Anderson's allowed one home run this season. I really don't even have any interest here in, in the Pittsburgh bats. Uh, the only guy that I think I would play from Pittsburgh is Kong Kang, um, Jung Ho Kang. Like if he's in the lineup, he's thirty five hundred. He's a nice salary relief that has power upside. The dude strikes out a ton. He reminds me of a mini Joey Gallo strikeout or home run. So I love his upside for tournaments. Um, <laughs> that's really it though. Like this game, like Chris Davis and Joe, Joe Hong Kang, um, John, yeah, John Ho Kang Kong. Um, listen, I'm, I'm getting better with names, but the Japan names still get me a little bit. All right. I'm working on it. I'm working on it. Yeah. Bear with me. Um, <laughs> Seattle, Seattle at Cleveland. Um, we got, um, Kikuchi against Bieber. I got that name down. Um, eight and a half total here. Um, Bieber is a 157 favorite. It, do you like you say Kikuchi at all against Cleveland? No. It's kind of where I'm at. He's been decent this season. This team has struggled against left-handed pitching this season. Like he has that going for him. Um, but that's really all he has going for him here. He, he's not a big K guy against righties. They're going to throw a lot of righties against him. Um, he's interesting. Will I'll say this if Martin cargo Kipnis Bowers, and they throw those like four normal lefties, we could have a conversation, but again, like in this price range, he's not my favorite play. Like I, I would take a shot on Musgrove, uh, before I would play Kikuchi. Absolutely. I'm with you a hundred percent, a hundred percent. Um, and then Bieber, like, I got my Vogelbach shirt today. It came in the mail. Um, oh, I, I ordered. I ordered like three weeks ago, and it just finally got here. So. Yeah, but well, that that'll tell you my thoughts on Bieber. <laughs> listen, yeah, I, I am not playing any uh, Shane Bieber today. Zero, zero Bieber in my book. We will talk about this when we get there. Yeah, let's talk Seattle Bats. Uh, Bieber's biggest issue is his hard contact rate. It's through the roof since the start of last season. Um, and when you're looking at offenses like this that strike out or home run, uh, you know, obviously the pitcher is always interesting in that aspect, but he's just not interesting at his price today. Um, Seattle Bats, Vogelbach. Um, I certainly like this guy today. Oh, yeah. Lo love some Vogelbach. Uh, we've got a guy that is going to be mostly fastball. I mean, he's fastball slider curved. Like, that. that's where he's at. Uh, you know, curved to lefties, slider to righties. Uh, when, I, when I look at this team, I, I'm, I, I feel good about everything that I'm seeing. Uh, you know, Domingo Santana's not hitting sliders real well right now. Not really worried about it too much. But I, I like this team, man. You guys know how much I love recent trends. Shane Bieber is at the top of my list today. Average exit velocity right now in the past, and this is within like the past two weeks. Average exit velocity, Steve, is 97 miles per hour. Average distance hit is up in the 240s. Listen to this, Stevie. Hard hit rate at 65%. Line drive rate at 21%. Fly ball rate at 
ground ball rate at 30%. Like, you know, if you guys want to kind of get in my head in regards to recent trends, I feel like it gives me an idea of a window you may have to target someone. And, and, and that's kind of the way I approach it. The window I have this start may not be the window I have the next start. And for me, that's kind of how I approach it in tournaments. I love Seattle today. I've been playing them all year. I don't think they're going to get the ownership. I don't think the weather's going to be great in Cleveland, but I still really like this team for those reasons. Shane Beaver looks like he's on his way to a massive beatdown. Well done, stack of the day, your Seattle Mariners. Um, any interest in the Cleveland Bats here? I do. Uh, I, I like them as well. Uh, if you look at the the plate IQ ratings, which, like I said, I don't I don't want to give too much away, but uh, man, do these guys have a high likelihood to steal a few bases? Uh, if you look at the stolen base rating, Stevie, for Lindor, Martin, Ramirez, Luplo, Kipnis, Bob, if any of these guys get on base, you look at these ratings. Somebody's going to be running around the base pass. So I, I, I'm very interested in a few of these, these Cleveland bats. Uh, Lindor, Ramirez in particular, uh, I really like those two guys. Yeah, and a lot of the times it's because of the slower delivery. Um, if you've watched Kikuchi pitch, I watched him pitch when they played the game in Japan Oakland, uh, at the beginning Oakland. of the season. And um, he just has a slower delivery, which makes it tougher for the catcher to throw people out. So that, that's a lot of the reason. So. Uh, San Francisco at Cincinnati. We have Tyler Beatty against Sonny Gray. This is not Beatty's first start of his career. Uh, started two games last season um, against San Diego and Arizona. And uh, Sonny Gray on the other side of this game, minus 157 at eight and a half. So, Will, Tyler Beatty. Um, kid has big time electric strikeout stuff. But the, the kid cannot throw a strike. Um, like, he he struggles. Um, and, like, I don't know how many people will remember Tyler Beatty um, from, like, the draft and from all that stuff. But, like, big-time potential. Big-time potential. Like, he was a first-round draft pick. You know, he was the first pick by the Giants in 2014 and just never could get it going. And... When we look at his minor league numbers, you know, you really don't see big K stuff until like this season. Like last year, he was so bad last year. He started high A ball is where he started the the season with the Giants. Finished up in Triple A, pitched a couple major league games last year. Twenty um, percent walk rate in those two starts. So the kid has big K stuff. The kid has a lot of potential to walk people. And when we're looking at his price, I don't think it's the worst thing to maybe take a shot. But here, here's my biggest concern. I don't mean to keep babbling on here, but oh, I do, I do so much true. research on prospects. It's crazy. My biggest concern when we're looking at BD is this Cincinnati team is patient. Uh, they don't strike out a lot, and they will work the counts. Joey Votto is one of the most frustrating people to get out. Like, name another leadoff hitter that is a, a first baseman in baseball that has a walk rate of almost 18% since the start of last season. So my biggest concern with BD here is nothing to do with last year's stats. I, I know the kid has talent. It's more of, like, 
can he throw strikes? Um, and this game's in Cincinnati. If this game was in San Francisco, if this game was in San Francisco, well, I'd have a lot more interest in BD, but he's more of just like a price play. But I had a lot of interest in him coming onto the show. But man, Brett Anderson love is starting to become a real thing, Will. Um, I know I, I, I babbled on here about BD. What, what's your thoughts on BD? Not playing him. Zero shares. Boom. Done. Uh, easy enough. <laughs> Let's TV ramble. Let's TV give out all the all the prospect information on him and then just shove it down his throat. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's fine. That's why that's why we do two man shows. Like I don't think I will end up playing BD today. I don't know how many teams I'm gonna end up playing. If I get up to like five to ten teams, maybe I throw him in there. And it's more of just like I think the kid could go out and strike out eight people because his stuff is that electric, but he might walk four and give up a couple runs in the process. So it, it just goes down to the price thing. Um, and there's another guy that we're going to talk about that I like in that lower range. Um, he's coming up here in a couple games. So nobody's a must play down here. It's just more of um, there's some really good bat spots that we're going to talk about on this slate. Um, any interest in Sonny Gray? Man, I like Sonny Gray today. I, I really do. Uh, he's been pretty good this season. Uh, hasn't you know? Hasn't really gotten blown up too much. You know, I think you know we we've been so accustomed to him having meltdowns. Like we haven't realized. Look, Sonny Gray's been pitching well. The other thing that I'm really excited about, Steve, is we finally get the Reds in Cincinnati at seven o'clock rather than five or six o'clock, and they're off the main slate. How exciting is this? I've, I've been waiting to get some Cincinnati exposure on a main slate at home. Today we get that opportunity. We get it against a guy that's probably going to walk the first 10 batters. Uh, I'm expecting uh, Cincinnati to have a score about 18 runs today just off that fact alone. Just kidding. Definitely not expecting 18 runs, okay? this I was just being facetious. However, I, I like Cincinnati today. I, I really like Sonny Gray. If you look at his numbers this year so far – uh, small sample, but I, I still think it, it's worth worth noting. 3.09 xFIP. The guy's pitching great. 30.3% uh, K rate. Fly ball rate is down. Uh, ground ball rate is up 55.4%. Uh, I mean, man, everything just looks outstanding for Sonny Gray. The ground ball rate is above 50% on both sides. K rate to right is at 25%. K rate to left is at 36 and a half. I mean, he, he just looks good, man. So I, I'm really interested. Sonny Gray is definitely on my list, uh, especially when I was talk, kind of talking about the way I'm going to approach this slate from a bill perspective. And we were talking about how we're going to get in, you know, the bats. I, I'm going to live in the mid-range today. I love Paxton. Um, obviously, he's a guy I want to get some exposure to. But I, I'm really interested in, in a Sonny Gray-Kevin Gausman combination. I, I'm, I'm really excited about it, especially against the San Francisco team that's low ISO. They're going to be in Cincinnati as well, going to have the same opportunity to hit a few balls. But I still trust Sonny Gray in this spot with the way he's been pitching this year. If anybody's ever listened to this podcast before, you know how much I hate Sonny Gray. Um, it is not a secret. I, I hate this guy. I, I – I've maybe rostered him one or two times in the last two years combined. I think he's one of the biggest frauds in baseball. I will say this. Whoever has been catching him this season needs to keep catching him because this is the best I've seen him pitch in a long time. So, Tucker Barnhart, man. Tucker Barnhart. I, I, I don't know what's going on, and he really hasn't changed up much, uh, but 
you know, he legit like legit like velocity numbers right around the same um using a slider a little bit more uh, i don't know what or who has gotten into sunny gray uh but obviously he looks really good the numbers look really good i think he's very much in play against san francisco i, I hate the ballpark but again i don't think there's a ton of pitching on the slate so um, Sonny Gray was certainly somebody I had on my list today, and it pains me to say that. <laughs> I really, 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 really like Brandon Belt today. Um, I know we just got done talking about Sonny Gray. His numbers, he has a zero ISO against lefties this season. The dude has a 51.6% hard hit rate, and he's been able to kind of neutralize that with a really high ground ball rate. The one guy in this lineup that has a massive fly ball rate is Brandon oh, Belt. And oh, yeah. Brandon Belt is a guy. I, I honestly I don't even hate the idea of playing Sonny Gray and having Brandon Belt on a team, the same team, because Absolutely. I really think Brandon Belt's the one guy in this lineup that could do the damage against Sonny Gray. Absolutely. I am with you hundred percent. Uh and then you you know Brandon Belt's forty one hundred. He's right in that range, I think, of players that a lot of us will want to play like Joey Votto's 4K, Brandon Belt's 4100. You got our, our Tampa Bay Rays guys in that 43 to 4400 range. Uh, so a lot, there's going to be a lot of first basemen in that area. And uh, I'm, I'm with you, man. Brandon Belt has a very high likelihood to hit a home run today, along with Sonny Gray having a very high likelihood uh, to have a pitch a really good game and get the win. So I, 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 I'm with you 100%. I love that call of playing them both together. I, th I think that's outstanding. Um, public service announcement, uh, Brandon Crawford is still 2,700. I will still play Brandon Crawford every day. Um, I love punting shortstop and catcher. I talk about it all the time. There are really good shortstops today, and I know we haven't really talked about a lot of them yet, but Trevor Story against the lefty in course, um, Escobar against the lefty in course, um, highlight the shortstops today. Um, a lot of good shortstop plays today. Uh, Cincinnati bats. I think this is a spot I stack if I play Cincy because BD really has the K upside, but the walks could lead to one bad pitch turning into like three runs. Um, if I'm playing the Reds today, I stack them. Um, and I leave Votto off my stack like always. <laughs> good, good luck. Uh, I, I am for sure – uh, look, looking at a red stack. Uh, for those of you that don't know, just to kind of give you an idea into uh, my personal DFS development, I'm definitely going to be getting more into multi-entry uh, as the season progresses. Uh, and by multi-entry, I do mean, you know, uh, scripting a little bit more, hit, hitting that 100 lineup mark. I've uh, just seen some things in my game, some a few things in my swing plane that have, started to benefit me with, with my approach to DFS, and, and multi-entry is one of them. So uh, with that being said, uh, with the amount of diversity I'm able to create, Cincinnati is just on my list today uh, in terms of teams that I want to get exposure to. Uh, really love these guys today, like, like, like you talked about. Uh, at home, uh, a nice collection of players. You will have to spend a little bit. Like They, they only have a couple, a couple bats in that 3K range. My favorite catcher on the day is Tucker Barnhart at 3,300 in, in terms of cheap catchers. Obviously, I like Gary Sanchez a lot. But Tucker Barnhart's 3,300. He's a guy I would definitely be looking to get exposure to in my stack. 
Uh, man, are we going to get Derek Dietrich in the lineup today? I sure hope so. Been waiting to get some exposure to him in a spot just like this. So uh, I, I love Cincinnati today. Uh, this is definitely one of the you know five or six teams that, that I'll have some exposure to. So I just read a report. Nick um, Senzel is supposed to get called up today. Yeah, yeah. Top five prospect in baseball, top overall prospect in the Reds organization. This kid does it all. Um, would, would be an awesome addition to a Red Stack. Or um, He's cheap. He's 3,800 on DraftKings. I was pulling up to see if he's in the player pool on FanDuel, and I was clicking positions just to try to find – where he potentially would be and i don't see him um don't hold me to that because my mouse just died no he's not Um, in there i've checked did you already checked oh yeah he's not all right so play him on DraftKings. um yeah but yeah very very talented young prospect um atlanta at miami Kevin Gaussman against Jose Arena, eight and a half total here. Gaussman, a one fifty-five favorite. Um, obviously, Gaussman going to be pretty popular here. Pitchers against Miami have kind of struggled over the last couple of days. Cleveland couldn't get the job done against Miami the last couple of days, but um, oh, yeah. Kevin Gaussman, you know, twenty-seven point five percent K rate this season. When we look at this season and last season combined, his strikeout rate has definitely climbed this season. So. I don't want to overreact to a 27% K rate for Gaussman. I think we'll realistically see it come back down throughout the season, but he's getting a matchup here with Miami. Um, nobody in the starting lineup has an ISO over 200 against right-handed pitching since the start of last season, and uh, nobody has a Wob over 340. So, and this game's in Miami. Yeah, uh, you want to know why that strikeout rate so high? He's had two really big strikeout games, one against Arizona where he had 10, and put up 30 fantasy points. He had another one against Miami, put up seven in, in uh, 88 pitches in seven innings. That, that should tell you all you need to know. Uh, and that was at home. So I, I, I like Kevin Gossman here. I think, I think listen, I think he's going to garner massive ownership, and I, I think it's for good reason. Uh, he, he's, I'm, I'm so glad we added him to our pitching staff. Just a good, a good pitcher in the mid-range. Didn't have to spend too much to get him. 8,400. Uh, on DK, uh, on, on on fantasy draft, if you if you want to know the pricing there, uh, he is fifteen nine. So like I said, him and him and Sonny Gray, fifteen nine, fifteen eight, two two of my favorites in the mid range today. Uh, so I, I'm all over Kevin Gausman. I'm expecting a nice game for him. I I think twenty five you know DK fantasy draft points is definitely a realistic expectation. Uh, on today's slate, and I also like him on FanDuel. You know, a spot where you know you don't get docked for walks or or, or hits. Um, I, I think he's fine there too, especially if you think if he gets another game where he goes, you know, seven innings, seven strikeouts. Uh, I think this is another another phenomenal game for him. So uh, I, I like him a lot. Um. All right. So I like Gaussman. I will like him less if the roof is open. I know Miami opens the roof every once in a while on Friday nights um, for fireworks and stuff like that. Pay attention to this. My at Miami or at Marlins on Twitter, when they tweet out the lineup each and every day, it says if the roof is going to be open or closed every single day. Um, Check that when the lineup comes out, check that see if the roof is open or closed. 
makes a huge difference in this ballpark. Huge difference in this ballpark. Um, you know, especially in Miami. It's hot. It's hot. It's hot in Daytona, and you know that's six hours south of me. So um, it's hot. Jose Arena, I have zero interest in him. Yeah, zero. I do like the Atlanta stack if the roof is open. I, I think it will be a very sneaky stack. People don't like to stack in Miami. If the roof is open, I like the stack. If the roof is closed, I still have interest in the stack. It just sees. It, I'll see how many teams I end up building. Um, if you're playing a bunch of teams, I would certainly stack against Serena. He, he just low strikeout guy against a, a a team that has a bunch of pop. So um, love the stack if the roof is closed or open. Yeah, I, I like it both ways. Uh, you know, we kind of had a. We've had some some heated exchanges with Mr. Urania, uh, just just definitely, you know, intentionally throwing at Mr. Acuna, and uh, not that this is going to continue, but I, I definitely think uh, that that we're going to keep that in the back of our minds, and, and let's see if we can light this dude up every time we're we're at the plate. So uh, I, I like Atlanta roof closed or open. Uh, Urania's still struggling, still scuffling. He does have some strikeout games from time to time. I'm not expecting this to be one of them. Uh, just I'm, I'm really interested in Atlanta today for sure. Up, up and down the whole lineup. We don't really have a lot of holes right now in our in our offense, which I like. Uh, uh, you know, I'm, I'm waiting for Camargo to kind of get going. He may not play today anyway, but uh, you know, when, when we've got Ender Enciarte, a guy that used to lead off bat in eight spot, that tells you all you need to know. Uh, about the production we've been getting. So I, I really love this lineup top to bottom. Um, any interest in the Marlins bats? Zero. All right, moving on. We got – I don't have any interest either. Kansas City at Detroit, eight and a half total. Jorge Lopez against Matt Boyd. Um, Boyd's a 155 favorite here. Any interest in Lopez in this game? No. All right, so I said there was a cheap guy that I liked a lot today, and this is the guy. I, I okay, but I'm gonna I'm gonna temper those expectations a little bit after breaking down the slate even more. I don't love him, but he is in play for me just because of his price, sixty five hundred. I'm willing to put anybody in this price range and take a shot. It is Detroit. He put up twelve point seven against Detroit earlier this season. The possibility of that happening again probably not high i don't mind stacking detroit against him either he's not very good i just want some clean innings from him and he does have k upside as we saw you know in the chicago white Sox game the kid the, you know he can he can't get the strikeouts well um it's not sexy by any means don't don't watch the game if you play him he's really really bad against lefties but they just don't have a ton of lefties. And I'm just going to keep saying this about Detroit all year. They don't have the lefties to beat these pitchers that are bad against lefties. And the fact that he's going to throw sinkers and get ground balls can get me out of innings against these righties. I just, again, I don't love it. I, I, I like it. He's in that same like range as Brett Anderson, a couple of the other guys that we talked about. Um, I will pay up when I can. But when I can't, and when I'm stacking some teams, let it ride. It's Friday. Hey, listen, listen, man. You pull up, play that cue. You, you should. Everybody in the country should love Jorge Lopez. Uh, the the. I don't know if I've seen K rates this bad since last year's Chicago White Sox. Uh, 
it's pretty bad, Stevie. Uh, you know, everybody's above 20, a 20% K rate. Most are above 25%. So I, I definitely get the Lopez love. Uh, I, Mike. Thank you, thank you for thank you for thank you for the clarity. I, I, didn't, I didn't mean to to to, uh, to marry you guys off. Uh, the, the Lopez like, uh, you know, you guys are are uh, you're speed dating today, speed dating. So I I, I totally get it though, uh, but I, I want to uh, I I still don't want to play them, man. I just I, I've got a group of pitchers that I like today that I, I've settled in on that I think can get the job done, and I think I've got enough offense to build around. And so that, that's my reason for not liking Lopez. Um, obviously, you guys are probably thinking, well, Chief, you're crazy. You said you're going to start doing a lot of multi-entry. I still want to keep my pitcher pool condensed down. So uh, I just won't be playing them, but I, I totally get it. This Detroit team, as far as K rates, has been un- un- unreal. Very important to, to you know anybody that's mass multi-entering. When I used to do it for baseball, I always had a very tight pitching core. Always had a very tight pitching core. Um uh, today that core would be a little bit bigger because there are a bunch of guys in that like lower tier that I would just kind of mix up um, and hope I get the right combo. Yeah. Um, the other side of this game, Matthew Boyd. I, I like Boyd a lot. You know, top eight in strikeout rate, top five in swinging strike rate this season. He's been pitching fantastic. He's gotten a little bit of bumps on the road here recently, um, but like his lowest total fantasy points wise this season is sixteen point eight. You know, he's been. The Detroit pitching staff has been very good this season, and he's been one of the reasons that pitching staff has been good. Bullpen still sinks, but um, I like Matthew Boyd. I think he's a phenomenal tournament play, Will. If we click on his projected ownership today and it's like 10%, I might have to click fire up that old lineup HQ today. Yeah, man. Yeah, listen, listen Boyd, Boyd is on the list. Like I said, I, I the guys in this mid-range, man, for me today are just – they're just really bubbling up here. So I I, I, I like Boyd. Uh, he's a guy I definitely has some exposure to, um, you know, and I'm just going to leave it at that. I, I think he's a good play. And he neutralizes stolen bases too. He doesn't necessarily take them away 100%, but he has a very good move to first base, and he's a lefty. He's going to potentially hold on Merrifield and Mondesi if they get on. Like you can see if you have ratings that their ratings are a little bit lower than they usually are today. So I like Boyd a lot. Um, and nothing really standing out to me on the Kansas City side. I think you can play Mondesi any day. He always has the upside. Um, it's just not a spot that I think that I would target him. Yeah. Um, I mean, look, I mean, Kansas City proved the other day that they can get it done in one inning. Uh, for you, you know, Merrifield got on, stole two bases, I think. Monesey hit a home run. Alex Gordon kind of got got brought in, like, but but that's like, I think I think that's the upside you're looking for. I, I don't think you need need to uh, need to do that today. So I'm, I'm not going to play anyone from Kansas City, and I've been playing Kansas City a lot this year, but uh, won't be playing them today. Hey, listen, I'm not going to roll out Molinado, baby. Um, love me a, love me that punt catcher. <laughs> <laughs> on the detroit side uh nico goodrum and you know candelario are, are okay plays um not gonna go out of my way to do it nico goodrum would be my favorite uh bat from detroit here yeah i'm not playing anybody from detroit man i, I too many too many too many bats for me to even think about these guys so just i'm not playing them 
It's time for spring cleaning. Quip's got an easy way to start with brushing your tab, brushing your teeth habits. Just two minutes twice a day can help pave the way to healthier mouth and mind. And now the whole family can get refreshed with Quip. The new Quip kids Quip has the same two-minute timer and guiding pulses as the original version with no childish gimmicks so they can brush just like a grown-up. The new kids brush is the same as the original version, just tweaked for size-down mouths. Kids are inspired to brush better and more often with oral care that looks and feels like the products the adults in their life use. And they're proud to use Quip. Help them develop a grown-up routine without childish gimmicks. Kid-friendly features like a small brush head, watermelon anti-cavity toothpaste, and rubber grip handles in colors the little ones will love. The multi-use cover works as a stand, mounts to the mirrors, and slides over your bristles to pack and protect Quip on the go. Declutters your sink or cabinet and makes traveling with an electric toothbrush easier Plus, there are no wires or clunky charger, and it runs for three months on a single charge. I love my Quip toothbrush because it is easy to take with me on the road. You guys know I'm at races all the time. I absolutely love the fact that it's really easy to take an electric toothbrush with me to the racetrack. I like my Quip. I've been using it now for, I think, three or four weeks and um, use it every day. The pulsing system is just, I'm always on the go. So, um, love the fact that it reminds me that I need to brush my teeth longer. So, that's why I love Quip and why over 1 million happy, health, healthy mouths do too. Quip starts at just $25 and you can go to getquip.com slash rotogrinders. Right now, you can, go, can get your first refill pack for free. That's your first refill pack free at getquip.com slash rotogrinders. We move on. Toronto at Texas. Trent Thornton against Mike Miner. Nine and a half total. Mike Miner are 162 favorites. Um, any interest here in Thornton? Uh, no, sir. Uh, Mike Miner, man, what what has gotten into him? Like, I I I can tell you, my morning is already going to be a Mike Miner dive. Um, I've got to find out what is going on with him. Um, so. I'm not ruling out playing Mike Miner right now. For what it's worth, I need to do a deep dive on him. Yeah, no, I, I get it, man. Uh, Mike Miner's looked looked okay. Uh, I so at the beginning of the season, like Mike Miner had some numbers that were out of whack. Headed into Seattle, played Seattle. Stat came through great. Uh, what I'm seeing right now, you know, I don't see anything that's too far off the beaten path. The problem is. Fly ball rate's getting up there in the 40s recently, and, and the heart and the uh, the exit velocity's been up a little bit recently. But you know, I think that's neutralized by by some of these Toronto bats that have just been struggling. So I, I don't hate Miner. He's not in my pitcher pool today. I'm not going to have any exposure to him. But he, he's he was he's not that far on the outside looking in. Like I could easily plug in Miner and drop someone else if I felt like. You know, maybe someone was going to have limited upside, or you know, some news came out that I didn't like. Uh, you know, like I think I think I'd probably play minor over Chris Sale today. I, I know I know that sounds crazy on the surface, but I think I'd take the savings and, and play minor over Chris Sale uh, in an equal matchup. But that you know, obviously Chris Sale is better than Mike Minor, but until Sale can kind of 
quit giving up runs. He, he didn't give up as many last start than you know. I, I think I think I, I I take minor because Toronto hasn't been hitting the ball as well. Yeah, um, and I'm not using his changeup a little bit more to righties. His velocity is up a little bit. Using his fastball more to lefties. I don't know. I'm gonna I'm gonna deep dive Mike Miner because he might be that five percent owned guy on this slate that nobody's gonna play and everybody's gonna stack against. And he's allowed the most hits he's allowed in a game this season is five, and he struggled a little bit in the Oakland game. But outside of that, and in the opening game against the Cubs, like Mike Miner has been legit, legit. I meant the Oakland game. I said the Seattle game. I meant the Oakland game. I played Oakland against him. Jesus. Seattle on the brink. Sorry about that. No, you're fine. And I'm just looking at this Toronto lineup, and, I, and like we've been saying all season, I know Vlad Guerrero's there, and you know that is certainly going to help this team a lot. Um, but this team, there's a lot of strikeouts in this lineup, and, I, and we That's say right. it all the time. It's just with his price being elevated too, man, he's going to be low owned today. Um, another pitcher, Will, that I, you know I'm, I'm, I'm interested in. Um, Let's talk bats. Is there anything on the Toronto side that stands out to you here? Man, they're, they're in Texas. That's what stands out. Uh, but that's it. I, I really don't want to play the Toronto bats. Um, you know, I, I've been kind of talking about this multi-entry thing. Even when I do that, I still don't play everybody. So I, I, I pick the teams that I really like, however many they are, four, five, three, four, that, that matter. And I take a few one-offs that I, that I penciled in and I think have a high likelihood for success. I think if I was going to play one bat, it'd be T. Oscar Hernandez, but even him, I, I don't want to play today, so I'm just not going to do it, and uh, that, that's kind of where I'm at. Yeah, you know, Vlad Guerrero Jr., I, I think he's fine. Um, if you're playing on DraftKings or Yahoo, Luke Molly um, is really interesting here. Just looking, he's had 76 plate appearances at left against lefties since the start of last season. And he has a 47.7% hard hit rate with only a 16% soft contact rate. The exit velocity is fantastic. Balls over 95 miles an hour are fantastic. His CX Woba is 477. Oh, come on, so, Stevie. Get me excited. You get me excited. Yeah, just, he's going to bat like seventh or eighth as a catcher, and nobody's going to play him. And I love those cheap catchers, Will. Like, yes, everybody you do. Knows. Stevie, <laughs> Stevie's all about that, that cheap catcher life and uh, just kind of seeing – I can find him really quick and see what his price was. Um, yeah, he's twenty nine hundred. Like, let him start, please. Give Jansen the day off. Um, Mets, Brewers, nine total. Steven Matz, Brandon Woodruff, um, Woodruff, a one twenty seven favorite. Any interest here in Matz? No, no, no interest. No interest in Matz today. I'm with you. I, I, you know, he's he's had some good games this season. Just this lineup's very good. Yelich expected back is what I read today. Um, that's going to be a hard pass for me. Um, <laughs> any interest in uh, Brandon Woodruff? No, don't don't want to play him either, man. I just and Woodruff's been a guy that I've played a few times this season. Uh, but you know, man, like I said, I've, I've got a tight core today. I I don't hate him. He's he's got some strikeout stuff. But I think if I had to choose between Woodruff and and uh, and Musgrove today. I definitely think I would start with Musgrove. So uh, just, just I'm scratching Wood, Woodruff off for, for that reason. But I definitely think he's in line for the win. Uh, the question is, can he not give up? You know, a, a bunch of runs between. You know, with his five innings that he's probably going to be out there pitching. 
Yeah, um, if he has the lead after five, you know, you're always, you know, hoping for the bullpen to do their thing. Um, I don't think Woodruff's the worst play in the world. He's had at least five strikeouts in every game this season. Pitched well against the Mets the other day. Um, uh, it's just, it's a, it's a massive ballpark upgrade for the Mets going into Milwaukee. And I don't know how I necessarily want to attack this one because I don't think the lefties are in, in like in bad spots here for the Mets, but I don't think Woodruff's a bad pitcher either. And that bullpen's really good. And if the game's close, do we see hater? Like, uh, is that going to neutralize the lefties that I play here? So I'm going to be careful with my Mets bats today. Yeah, for sure. I, I'm, I'm with you hundred percent. They're not on my list to stack. They do have a few guys that I like, uh, I think I think for me, if I'm going to take anyone from the Mets, I think I'm going to be one off in those guys. So uh, that, that's kind of where I'm at. Um, and I just read something else that said that Yelich might not be back until the weekend. So we'll have to see how that all plays out. Um, Milwaukee bats here. Um, I, I like this team. Like it's hard, it's hard not to like them. I know we're going to like Texas. You know, uh, against Thornton. We didn't even talk about Texas, did we? I totally think we skipped over the Texas bats. We, pro- we probably did. Just know that we like the Texas bats. Unless you want to, unless you want to go back. Uh, I, I definitely like Texas bats today, though. Yeah, they're one of my favorite stacks on the slate. So, um, really quick, going back, really quick. Totally, that that's on me. Terrible host. Um, Thornton has been terrible against lefties. Um, I know he has some strikeout stuff against lefties, but the hard hit rates, the ISO. Love the power upside for the Texas lefties here. I concur. Um, Milwaukee bats, back to that game. Um, throwing you guys all kinds of curveballs today. Uh, sorry, that's totally on me. Um, Steven Matz, you know, you're going to get one of two things from Steven Matz each and every time he takes the, 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 the hill. Like, he's either going to show up or he's going to have that game where he gives up five runs. And... He pitched really well against this team last time out, but they just saw him fresh, fresh faces, and this game's not in New York. Man, listen, uh, licking my chops here. This is another team on my list today. Oh, I'm, I'm really excited about this slate. We've still got Jesus Aguilar down there, 3,800, still pretty cheap. We've still got uh, Hernan Perez, who's probably going to play. Uh, don't look now. Mike Moustakas is still hitting for power. And I don't think I don't think he'll get any ownership out of this group if he plays. I will have Mike Mustakas in my tournament stacks with the righties. I guarantee, guarantee, because he will probably have little to no ownership, and it's just really him for power. Uh, so like him a lot. Yasmani, we'll have him. Uh, lefty master extraordinaire Ryan Braun. Uh, so I, I'm, I'm excited about this team, man. Uh, I, I will have exposure to all of these guys that I'm talking about. Uh, Lorenzo Cain, just get on base. That's all we need you to do. Uh, take a walk, steal two bases. He's definitely capable. So I, I love him as well. This will be a team that I, I will for sure have exposure to. Uh, if you want to, if you guys kind of want to get inside my head, uh, I, I pro- probably have this team stacked up about 15 to 18 percent. Uh, my lineup so really like really like the milwaukee brewers here they are cheap um just just throwing it out there just everybody knows they're a little cheap today um at home you you can you can stack the brewers up with some good pitching you don't need brett anderson uh to stack the brewers up today just (laughs) just throwing it out there 
All right, it's the Battle of the Sox. We got the White Sox. We got the Red Sox. We got a game in Chicago. It's eight total. Um, Chris Sale, minus 205, pitching oh, against boy. his former team. Good. What are we doing with Chris Sale today? I'm fading Sale today. I'm not going to have any shares. Uh, I, I, hey, call me crazy. For some reason, doesn't Chris Sale not pitch well against the White Sox? I just I, – I don't know. Do I just have that in my head? And I'm not trying to – not look at the numbers. I, I don't know. I have this thing in my head that he just does not pitch well against the White Sox. I'm I don't know how many times wrong, he's faced. I know he absolutely dominated them last season. Yeah, yeah, but just in general. But anyway, um, well, he's I, I, only he's only not been there since when? Um, like two years ago, right? Yeah, now I can't this, remember. This is his, he, he's been with the Red Sox since 2017. Yeah, two. Okay, yeah, that's what, yeah, two years. Okay, I know. So, I know he dominated them. I mean, he only pitched against them one time last season. He absolutely dominated. Them. I'm looking. I'm pulling it up. I just can't remember what the stats were. He pitched eight innings, allowed one run on ten strikeouts um, against them in 2018, and then 2017 he faced them in Chicago, allowed five earned runs on nine strikeouts. So he's faced them twice, dominated yeah. once, and didn't pitch well the other one. So, yeah, so I'm absolutely wrong on that. No big deal. It's Minnesota, Will. Don't play Chris Sale against Minnesota. That's, that's, the, that's, that's the team. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Had it in my head. All right. So, never mind. At, it, at any rate, I look, I, I do think Sale's putting it together. Like, he got beat up a little bit in the Tampa Bay game and then just came out and went went full strikeout mode. Like, I, I, I totally get it. Uh, but – I don't know, Chris Hill. Listen, man, the guy's one of the best pitchers on the slate. We really are getting a discount. If he comes out, doesn't give up any runs, if he gets up to 111 pitches and not gives up any runs and goes eight eight innings, 10 strikeouts, he's going to destroy the slate. I'm banking on him not destroying the slate. Uh, I'm going to side with some of these other pitchers that I have. So I'm going to be fading sale. I just feel like he's a little bit too close in price for me, which is probably what most people are thinking. That's fine. To uh, uh, Paxton, uh, to Kershaw. And so I just – I think that's the approach I'm going to take, man. Until sale, he kind of showed me that he can go out and just absolutely dominate. Not, you know, give, give me a clean game, and I think I'll be back on the sale train. Maybe I'm crazy, but that, that that's the way I'm going to approach it. So this is completely unbiased, and I'm always unbiased anytime I talk sports. Everybody knows I'm a Red Sox fan. I have been pounding the fade the Chris Sale train for a long time. Um, I, I don't think he's looked right. I think he's looked right in the last two games. I will say he's looked a lot better. I love, absolutely love the upside here. The upside is phenomenal. Will, last year, we're paying 11-5 to 12-5 for yeah. Chris Sale in this spot. And recency bias is going to lower his ownership. Like, nobody's going to play Chris Sale over Paxton, Kershaw, Boyd, Glass now. Like, Sale will get some love today because the White Sox stink. They strike out a ton. Like, if Chris Sale is on today, he's going to strike out 10 Chicago White Sox hitters. Um, He's probably a top three tournament pitcher for me on this slate. Um, I I love it. I just love the upside at this price, and I like it a lot on FanDuel. 
Chris Sale should never be the fifth price pitcher on a slate, and he's the fifth price pitcher on this slate. And I get everybody ahead of him should be ahead of him this season, but I am not playing this recency bias thing. Give me Chris Sale against a strikeout heavy White Sox team, and I'm just gonna roll the dice. Like I, I like it. Like we're playing a fifty-five dollar Q on Fanduel today with six hundred entries. Um, yes, we are. We're in this Q now. Yeah, like let let, yeah. let I'm gonna have at least one Chris Sale team today. Um, I don't like I said I don't know how many teams I'll play. I'll probably play like five on each site, but I'll, I'll have at least Chris one Chris Sale team on both sites. Yeah, no, nah, I I get it. I, I get it 100. Uh, and the slate today, Tuesday, was really interesting. We've only really only got one late game, so all the games at like seven to eight o'clock, and then you got like one hanging out there. I think at ten, right? I think that's yeah, that's yeah. That's the you have that game at eight forty in Colorado. That is, just, <laughs> it's, it's next. We'll get it's there. Gonna be, it's gonna be an interesting slate. I, I, oh, it's so exciting! I love it, man. Love it. Um, you know who I'm not playing today, Will, and that's Renardo Lopez. I, I'm gonna take a hard pass on him. Listen, I, I was fortunate enough to have Ren, Renardo Lopez. His last start, uh, the 14 strikeout game. Uh, man, that was. Listen, I didn't expect that, folks. It was a two-pitcher day, and I threw him in because I, yeah, I didn't really like a lot of the other guys in the range. And he just – listen, I, I luck boxed uh, Lopez that day. I didn't see anything that suggested he was about to strike out that many guys other than he was you know, facing a bunch of righties. And uh, obviously he went out and just whew, had, had a big day. So uh, I'm not expecting that here against Boston. You guys know how I feel about Boston feel like they're turned a little bit of a corner. They didn't win the, this game today, but uh, I so but I'm still not playing Lopez. Yeah, I definitely side with the Boston Bats over him in this spot. Yep. Um yep, yep, yep. Yep, 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 yep. Um man, this is a guy that gives up home runs in bunches too. Like massive fly ball pitcher. Um everybody's in play here for the Red Sox for me. I I like the Red Sox a lot. For some reason, Devers has been hitting the ball on the ground a lot. Um, maybe this is the spot that we see like Devers have a breakout game against a fly ball pitcher. Um, he has been so bad against lefties. And Will, kudos to you, my friend. Like playing him against Detroit was very smart. They're very right-handed heavy. Uh, how many? Like, man, I, I just feel like I'm going to keep just pounding this drum, but. Look at the teams he's pitched well against. There's not a lot of lefty bats in those lineups. Tampa, three home runs, eight earned runs. Seattle, three home runs, six earned runs. The teams that he has pitched well against have been the right-handed teams. Um, he's faced Kansas City a couple times. They have Alex Gordon, Ryan O'Hearn, and Mondesi. Billy Hamilton is not a batter. He's a guy, if he gets on base, he's going to run. I, I don't consider him a hitter. Like he, He's a bunner. Yeah. Lopez is bad against lefties. The Red Sox could pound him here. Like Ben Detendi, Devers, Mitch Moreland is just – Mitch Moreland is crushing the baseball this year, and I don't think people realize that. The dude has a 390 ISO against right-handed pitching with a 93 average exit velocity, and his air distance is 345.3. Like Mitch Moreland is mashing the ball, and people just have not jumped on board with Mitch Moreland yet. Yeah, well, look, man, you gave out all that info. I'm going to give out the, the, the numbers under the surface here. Man, this is going to be a great one-two punch on this one. Stevie, Mr. Lopez, recent trends, last couple of weeks here. By couple, I do mean two. 50% hard hit rate, 68% fly ball rate, 
Average distance hit 258 feet, 94 miles per hour on the exit velocity, meaning he's starting to hit that range where he's giving up probably value hits in the 10% range. Uh, and then the line drive rate at 13%, ground, ground ball rate at 18%. Balls are in the air. Balls should start flying out of the park per uh, the three home runs that you're starting to see against lefties in these games. I'm not expecting anything less here. Love the Boston Red Sox. Um, any White Sox that you want to play here against Sale? Man, uh, listen, like you said, you, you watched the start. I didn't get a chance to watch the starts. But if for some reason, because Sale does, you know, he's always kind of going to give up some hard contact. He's a strikeout pitcher. Uh, if you don't think Sale is right, I do think you look at an Abreu uh, or, or the like. I think that's something you do just to kind of, you know, not it's, it's not hedging. But I, I think Abreu has the best chance uh, to possibly send one out of the park here. And that, that's what I think I'd do, uh, you know, as far as playing someone against him. Yep, completely understand that. Do not play any lefty against Chris Sale. Even when he's struggled, he is good against lefties. Minus 10% hard to soft contact ratio to lefties this season. Uh, all right, well, Arizona at Colorado, 11 total. Robbie Ray, Tyler Anderson, two lefties facing off. Um, do we? Uh, can we just skip the pitchers? We don't have interest in the pitchers, right? No, sir. Yeah, like we have so many pitchers on the stage. We're not, we're not going crazy here. Um, Arizona bats, you know, I love talking to the road team first. Um, Arizona fourth in the league against left-handed pitching and Woba, the WRC plus is high. Um, I think they're second or third in hard contact against lefties this season as a team. They have been hitting left-handed pitching really well. And as a pitcher, Tyler Anderson, man, I don't know what has gotten into him, but he has really struggled this year. I know you hate playing people in course, and I, I get that strategy. I, I'm not going to say it's a bad idea to fade course today, but, man, the Arizona righties here. Nick Ahmed is one of my favorite plays on the slate. Listen, man, if, if there was one day I've wanted to play bats in course, it's definitely today. I've been picking on Tyler Anderson all year. Uh, but, I listen, I'm, I'm holding true. Uh, it has proved to be a profitable strategy for me long-term. I'm completely fading course today again. Uh, and, and you know the reason why. It's not like I don't like it, so I'm still going to give you the analysis. Like, these guys, all these riders are in a phenomenal spotlight. You know, you need to have them in consideration. But I'm not paying 5500 for Christian Walker when I can get – this is a guy you hate, but when I can get Joey Votto at 4K – I'm not paying 5400 for Ketel Marte. Uh, I'm not paying 5500 for Eduardo Escobar. Uh, David Peralta is 5300 Dice is 49 Adam Jones, 49 it's, it's just You know how I feel. It's just the elevated prices. That's the only reason I fade Coors, because I still think it's, pro, it's more profitable for me long-term to get, get quality pitching and play a team that, that's going to give me some good value, like Cincinnati, uh, a team like the Rays that's a little bit cheaper, a team like Boston that may be a little bit cheaper overall, a team like Atlanta that might be a little bit cheaper overall, a team like Milwaukee that's definitely cheaper overall. So that's my only reason. But these guys are phenomenal spots, man. You look at the numbers here, Jones, Marte, Escobar, Walker. I mean, these guys are just destroying lefties. You, you talked about Nick Ahmed. I mean, my goodness, man, 242 ISO. 451 Woba, 17.6% K rate. The guy is smashing 
Uh, I would still play David Peralta if I was going to play them in my stacks just because he's, he'll probably be one of the lesser owned because of the lefty matchup. But if Tyler Anderson's out of them three innings, he'll get a righty from the bullpen. So uh, I, I, I love Arizona just not playing course today because of the elevated pricing. Nick, I'm at only 4,300, baby. Don't have to worry about the elevated pricing there. Um, <laughs> if there was ever a slate to take risk on a couple pitchers and, and stack cores, I think this is a good one to do it. So um, I like cores. Uh, I, I like Colorado. or uh, I like the Arizona side more than I like the Colorado side. But like looking at some of these prices on FanDuel, like Wilmer Flores, 3K, they're going to be popular in cash games, and they should be. Um, just, you know, like, if, if for some reason, like, uh, Mark Reynolds cracks the lineup today against Robbie Ray, he's 2,800. He's going to be really popular on FanDuel. Like, um, talking Colorado bats, like, Nolan Arenado got it going on this road trip. Uh, I don't know if you guys have been paying attention, but he is absolutely crushing the baseball right now. Whatever was bothering him, whatever was going wrong with him, the Atlanta series got him going, and he has not stopped. Um, Nolan Arenado is probably the top overall hitter on the entire slate today, in my opinion. Um, not only is he good against lefties, Robbie Ray is a fly ball lefty in cores. Like Nolan Arenado is the top play on the entire slate for me. Will? Yeah, listen, I, I'm I'm with you 100. percent Let me play devil's advocate here. This is a little this is a little something I picked up on uh, a year or two ago just talking about what happens when Colorado comes back home off of a road trip. Here's the information. I, I wish I could confirm this with the actual source right now. I'm just going off my memory, but here's the basis of it. Colorado does not play well their first game back in Coors. They have to get adjusted to the altitude just like everybody else. They have to get adjusted to the ball movement. So first games back at home for Colorado, they usually stink. Uh, let's see. Let, let's see if that fact proves true tomorrow or today, rather. Uh, that's not my reason. I'm not playing them on this slate. I've already told you my reason. It's just the elevated pricing. But just keep that in your back pocket. They've been on a road trip, and now this is their first game back at home. Let's see how they perform. Uh, picked up that information, I think two or three years ago. At any rate, uh, you know, obviously, I think they're in a good spot here. These righties should 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 crush Robbie Ray. Um, you know, everybody's not going to get a hold of him. Robbie Robbie Ray will pick up some strikeouts here, but uh, like you said, man, Arenado's just been on a tear. Definitely agree that he's uh, probably one of the top hitters on the slate. Uh, a tear is an understatement. He has six home runs in the last ten games. Um, he just for a guy that only had uh, three home runs going on going on the road trip or four home runs going on the road trip, and he's at nine now. Like now he's coming back home against the lefty. Um, his six hit in his last ten at bats, and three of those have been home runs. Like, whew. you want to know who um, helped me out on the early slate today? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, Dodgers and Padres to finish us off here. Like you said, the the standalone West Coast game. Kershaw against Eric Lauer. Um, Kershaw, 182 favorite in the seven total. Do we have interest in Kershaw today? I do, man. Uh, we were talking about uh, uh, Chris Sale being back. I, I think Kershaw's back. Um, you look at what he's doing, not giving up a bunch of runs, uh, you know, not giving up a bunch of hits, not, not really walking a bunch of guys. He walked four in the Milwaukee game. Um, he's going to have the run support, and that's what I'm liking. Stevie, well, I, I got so excited when I saw Clayton Kershaw 
101 pitches against Pittsburgh. My goodness, Eureka, we found gold. Uh, if we can get 100 pitches from Kershaw on a game-to-game basis, I think I think he'll get to, you know, that seven innings, you know, seven, eight strikeouts, pick up a win. This is the Kershaw we know and love. I, he's still not Kershaw from three years ago or two years ago. No, no way, Jose. But if we can get this type of quality, experienced pitching from him, I will take it every single slate. Love Kershaw today against the Padres. I like certainly like seeing him, you know, his slider whiff rate go up. Um, you know, it was one of one of his most dominating pitches um when he was pitching really, really well um in 2017 and before, obviously. But you know, if you look, uh, that's the biggest thing that stands out to me when I'm looking at Kershaw's numbers this season. You know, his whiff rate again with sliders last season was around 26%. And in 2019, it's a little bit higher and like the ISO's down. You know, this slider has been doing a lot better against righties. Um, so eventually the, the strikeout rate against lefties for the slider will come up. So, yeah. I like Kershaw. I don't love Kershaw today. I like Kershaw today. I don't love Kershaw today. I will play Kershaw today. I do not love Kershaw today. Um, the reason that I don't love him today is the Padres have a lot of pop, uh, you know, and they're very, very right-handed heavy. And I know he's been good against righties this season. I don't want to discount that, but Myers, Reyes, Machado, Renfro, that's a really tough four bats to go through in that lineup. So... I like Kershaw. Kershaw's certainly in consideration for cash games today. Um, seven totals, one of the lowest totals. The 2.97 implied team total for um, the Padres, I think is the lowest on the slate. I'm, I'm confirming really quick um, at glance. It is the lowest um, implied team total. So obviously, like Vegas likes Kershaw. Um, any interest in here in Eric Lauer? Nope, not going to be playing any Lauer. In fact, I'm probably the only – Guy, I'm probably going to be playing in this game from a pitching perspective is Kershaw. Make, but that makes tons of sense because they're only two. <laughs> yeah, I, I think the Dodgers are going to continue to struggle against left-handed pitching. Um, but I'm not playing Lauer here. Will, it is finally May, and if you've listened to the podcast this week, you know that eventually there's this red-headed beard dude in, in L.A. that gets going in May every single year. We're looking at a pitcher in Eric Lauer that gives up a ton of hard contact to righties. One home run on the season for Justin Turner, but um, I, I certainly like him in this spot. Um, outside of that, though, like, you know, Kiki Hernandez is interesting Freeze, I don't like playing Freeze because we know as soon as there's a righty, he's getting pinch hit for. So Kiki and Turner are really the only two Dodgers bats that I like here. Yeah, man. Um, I, I actually want to play some Dodgers, but I, I've got a lot of teams on my list today. And so uh, they're just going to be out on the outside looking in. I won't have any exposure to the Midnight Hammer outside of Mr. Kershaw. And uh, that, that's kind of where I'm at. Don't don't dislike the Dodgers. I mean, they Obviously, they've been playing fantastic, but uh, I, I just I'm not going to have any exposure to them today. Too many other teams that I like. Any Padres that you'd play here? Not a single one. Yeah, man. I, like I said, those four guys. If you're playing like maybe the eight o'clock slate, um, there's five games on that slate. 
and you're just looking for a last piece in or something like that, I don't know. Um, I mean, I think Renfro looks good this season now as far as the numbers, but I just, I'm just Renfro's not. a beast against lefties. Yeah. Machado's good against lefties, Rhea. It's just Clayton Kershaw, and you're always worried about the namesake, but a lot of power in this Padres lineup. It's just, you know, you're you're pinpointing maybe where the one home run comes from. And, you know, I obviously. If I had to pinpoint one, I, I would definitely say it comes from Renfro. Like, that would be my guy. Yeah. Um, is, are they priced down? I'm, I'm just. <laughs> Uh-oh. No, not really. They're they're not in the forty five hundred dollar range anymore. But like, if Redfro was like thirty five hundred, he's been like forty five hundred. But if he was like thirty five hundred, I think I'd take a shot. But all right, let's play the morning grind game, and then we'll get out of here. Long podcast today. Um, a lot of info. A lot of info. Um, as we get going on the season, we'll get these podcasts down closer to an hour. But um, bringing bringing the heat here. Will under eight K to get six strikeouts? Who do you got? Oh man, under 8k, give me I don't like this guy. You know what? I'm I'm going to I'm going to roll the dice here. I'm going to go with with the information that I know and I think is true, which I've seen it be true. Give me Robbie Ray at 7500, even though I'm not playing him. Give me Robbie Ray. All right. Um, there's two guys that I'm kind of debating here. Like, I think Woodruff. Um, Woodruff. That's that's who I'm going to take. I, I don't think yeah. I'll end up playing Woodruff today, but I think if I had to pinpoint somebody to get six or more strikeouts, it'd be him or Lopez um, against Detroit. And I, I'd probably end up playing Lopez before I play Woodruff, just considering price. Um, over 8K, not to score 15. Who's your bust up top today? The Shane Bieber count. No. God. He does count. You can have him. <laughs> I, I say over 8K. We can't take an 8K guy on the strikeout. So, yeah, Bieber, Bieber's in play. Yeah, I'll go Bieber here. Yeah, you know, I think all these guys get over 15 today. Um, I, I do. It's so, I, I, I don't know about Bieber. I'm serious. Like, I... I, I, you, I, you've heard me talk about these numbers that I saw on him, so I, I he might not make it. Um, man, Gossman just destroyed Miami in his first start too. Um, you know what? Um, man, I don't like. I'm gonna take Sonny Gray, and it's not because I don't like Sonny Gray. It's just because that game's in Cincinnati, and I think it has the least amount of potential to get there i think they all get to 15 outside of beaver um over over 4k to hit a home run will who do you got oh man there are so many uh obviously you know i'm not gonna take anybody from Coors. well we can't Coors off limits yeah so this guy's expensive i don't i'm not playing him at that price but No, you know what? I am, I am going to plug him in. Give me Tommy Pham at 5K. All right. All right, all right. You know I like me some Tampa. Um, I'm going – so I've been hot on my home run calls. I don't know um, if you've been listening the last couple of days. I've been absolutely crushing my home run calls uh, this week, and not to pat myself on the back. Um, hey, you deserve it. 
I'm going to say Rafael Devers goes yard for the first time this season in, in this spot against Renardo Lopez. All right. All right. Mr. Devers, I like it. I, I like that call. Uh, under 4K to get two hits, Will. Who's your who's your cheaper bat that you got for two hits today? Man, man. This is kind of an easy one. It's, it's almost unfair, but give me Jesus Aguilar. Yeah, I like that one. I was certainly looking at him. Um, I'm going to take Odor. Um, I can't even remember the last time he had a multi-hit game, but Thornton's so bad that I'm going to take Odor to get uh, multi-hits, and um, maybe hopefully one of those will be a home run. I was going to take Mike Zanino. I was almost, I almost took a catcher. Hey, I get it. I get it. Zanino's not really like a value play. <laughs> um, give me a stack to score six or more runs today. Oh, my gosh. There are so many. They all may or may not work out. Uh, I'm going I'm going back to my first love here, a team that I talked about earlier that, that's probably going to be kind of forgotten about. Let's go with the Phillies today. Uh, I like them a lot. All right. I don't think they'll be too forgotten, but it is a massive slate. Um, it's Tampa for me. Uh, they're my favorite stack outside of course today. Outside of stacking uh, Boston, like I, I love Tampa today. Um, love this spot against Dan Straley. Wind blowing out in Baltimore, like just everything's lining up for Tampa today. Nice day weather wise. Um, give me, give me the Tampa bats. Will it's time for the weekend. It's time for us to get out of here. Um, any final thoughts before we get out of here? No, man. I'm good to go. Everybody enjoy your weekend. Have fun. All right, that's going to wrap it up here for the Friday edition of the Morning Grind. Will and I will be back on Monday talking some baseball. Um, I'll be over rotogrinders.com slash NASCAR all weekend talking some NASCAR. we got a truck race on Friday, Xfinity race on Saturday, and a cup race on Sunday. Busy week. Over in the NASCAR package, there's a new season-long price. You can get it at a discounted rate if you're going to play the rest of the season. Don't pay the weekly price. Take advantage of saving 80 bucks and get the season-long package for 250 Hope everyone has an awesome weekend. Hope everyone crushes this slate, and uh, we'll see you guys on Monday.